So our topic tonight, uh, the big general topic is why we do what we do, uh, which is more complicated than it sounds. Meaning, on one hand, we do Torah and mitzvahs because we have to. There really isn't an option there. On the other hand, we often talk about the benefits of Torah and mitzvahs, how beautiful it is, Torah and mitzvahs. Are we simply supposed to do them robotically since we have to do them anyway? Or should we do them emotionally and with enthusiasm? But how are we supposed to be emotional and enthusiastic if really you got to do it anyway? How does uh, that go together? And this really starts off here with the journey of Avram Avinu. Okay, with this first pasuk, Rav Lech Lecho, Me'atzucho, Imoladetcho, Ibeisovicho, El Eretz Asher Arecho, Ve'ezcho Ledoi Gadol, Ve'avorechecho, Ve'adat Lo Shmecho, Ve'yei Berocho. Etc. It goes on. Now, believe it or not, this is listed as the first of Avram Avinu's ten nisyonas. Rekiovus tells us that Avram Avinu was tested with ten nisyonas. This one of of leaving the place you grew up, of leaving your family, leaving all these things, this is the first Nisayim. Now, a variety of Mephoshim ask, wait, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him, this is going to be Lahana Oscha Ultavoscha. You are going to benefit from this trip greatly. Not only to benefit in the things that he mentions here that you might lose sometime when you travel. He says that a traveler sometimes has less children, sometimes has less money, sometimes has less of a good reputation. So these he promised him, right, that he's going to get all of those things. But even most of all and foremost, he didn't have children till now. And Hashem told him, I'm going to make you a big nation. He says, Here you're not going to have children. But when you go to the place that I tell you, you're going to have children. So Vigil Shechter is a very wonderful speaker I listen to sometimes. He said, Let, let's imagine for ourselves a second, a couple who unfortunately are dealing with fertility issues for 10 years, right, and trying all these things, and suddenly their doctor calls them up and they said, I just found out that in Switzerland there's a clinic that has what will fix your problem. They're able to have it so that you'll be able to have children like anybody else. But realize you're going to have to fly to Switzerland. Okay. And tickets are very expensive now. Okay. And you'll probably have to stay in a hotel. What do we care? Right? That's the best news we ever had in the world. Why is that any sign? There's going to be a big test for you. Why is it a big test? This is what they were dreaming about. And here you're told it's going to happen. So, so Vigil had a very beautiful thought, which, which really hits home a lot. He says, because the test was, would they then say, well, that's really nice, but other people didn't have to go on some huge journey to have children. Other people get married to have children. Why did we have to go through decades of childlessness and now have to take some trip to the unknown in order to do it? That's in our minds oftentimes so many times. It, even when you have a Yeshua, even when a Kodesh Baruch helps you with something, you know, okay, that's very nice, but other people didn't have to go what, through what I went through. The Tamimus, right? was, okay, now's the time that a Kodesh Baruch sends the Yeshua. It says, okay? And not second-guessing and complaining that way is something you have to fight, is in your sight. That's one short approach. Um, 
Just another important uh, thing I wanted to mention, uh, the Zerah Kodesh, the Rupshitzer, I think it is, said here, Avram Avinu, there are tests sometimes not just in Sur Meirah, in not doing the wrong thing. Sometimes you're tested in Asetov, in having to do the right thing. And here, the test Avram Avinu had a face was Hashem was speaking to him and sending him on this destiny, and Avram Avinu knows where he came from. It was the worst of the worst. Terach's idols incorporated, right? And all these things. And according to the different shittas in Chazal, at what stage he recognized the Kodesh Baruch, at what stage he's separating from Avodah Zarah, but there are Midrashim that say that this bothered him later in life, the years that he served Avodah Zarah. And the test would be a person will say, you got the wrong guy. Right? I, I can't do this because of where I come from. So uh, very beautifully, Chastufka um, Rebbe brings down, I'll just uh, read the Yiddish just because it's so um, nice uh, the way it's said in terms of this test. I'm sorry. He says... Right, that a person could end up thinking, who am I? Look at who my father is. Look at where I come from. Look at the family. Look at what I've done, right? And he says, this happens to all of us sometimes, you know, when there's an opportunity to do something, but we've fallen in different ways, and I think I, I'm not a person who can do that. So he says in Yiddish, he says, right? Go. That's what Kodesh Baruch tells Right, and saying, I'm telling you to go, you go, right? Leave that to me. And that's the way it is. The Torah speaks to all of us at all times. The, there was uh, Moshe Kabrina, one of the predecessors of the Slonim dynasty, said that even a Jew who's done the worst Avera in the world, if he doesn't know that what he has to do now is the next mitzvah, he hasn't stepped his foot over the threshold of Yiddishkeit. Meaning... The Torah isn't, there's no little asterisk there saying this is, applies only to tzaddikim. It doesn't say this applies only to benanim. It applies to Rishoyim as well. Not that we can know if we are a Russia or not, and we shouldn't be spending our time on it, but even if I am, all 613 mitzvahs apply to me, and it's time to do a lech lecha, right, just to go. Now we get into our bigger topic. The Rechaim HaKadosh asks the same question. Where he says, why is this a test? Right? Hashem promises him so many wonderful things that are going to be there. So he says, the test was, is he going to do it because of all the benefits Hashem said he would get? Or is he going to do it purely because Hashem said so? Now this is very tricky. Because it almost makes it seem as if Kodesh Baruch so to speak, Kaviyachal is uh, trying to trick him. Right, he says, Avramovinu, go on this trip and you're going to become a great nation. You're going to have money. You're going to have family. You're going to have a reputation. And the question was, would Avramovinu plug into that and say, oh boy, I'm going on a trip to get all those things? Or would he plug into, Hashem told me to go to this place and that's why I'm going. Okay, so the Rechaim HaKadosh, he said, in the words of the Pasuk also, because it starts off, Vayomer Hashem Avram. Now, we have a general world rule that in speaking, Amira is Lashon Rako. It's gentle, right? Like with the Kosomer Lebes Yaakov, 
with the giving of the Torah, Hashem spoke to the women. It's interesting. It's all the Rebbe mentioned. Pay attention. It doesn't give a different script for Hashem spoke to the women and spoke to the men. Because some of the Beziyako of the Sagid They both received the same words, just they were able to hear it differently. It was, uh, but Amir is Lashon Raka, and Dibur is Lashon Koshen. So it starts off by Yomer Hashem al Avram Lech Lecha. Hashem speaks with Lashon Raka, Lech Lecha. And he tells him how wonderful it'll be. But then when it says that Avram Avinu went, Vayelach Avram Kasher Dibere Lov Hashem. Swishes to the Lashon of Dibur, meaning Avram didn't go because of the Amira. Underneath the Amira, he heard, which was really true, yeah, wonderful, Hashem says, you'll get this, you'll get that, you'll get that. The bottom line is, Hashem says, I have to go there. And that's why I'm going. Because I got to go, because Hashem says. And that is something that we're supposed to at least aspire to in our Avodah. Now, it's very, very tricky, right? We do know that a person should start Shalolishma. Shemitoh Shalolishma Balishma. We do know that there's an idea, and Rav Dessler explained, you should try to at least have what's called a shalolishma lishma, meaning I'm use, utilizing some motivation to get me to do the right thing, but the reason I'm using that motivation is because I really want to do the right thing. I just need help. The example that always comes to my mind, I had a friend who is a wonderful Tamil Chacham, so when he was in yeshiva, he's South African, and he said, South Africans like a good steak. He said, so I'd set a goal for myself in learning, and when I reached that goal, I would go and get myself a steak. Now, if he had the money to buy the steak, you could get the steak without the learning, right? It wasn't that he was learning for the steak, but he was just utilizing the steak to help him, right, stay on track and keep his enthusiasm up. That's what's called shalolishma lishma. Right, they, they, that was the, the whole reason. If you, it wasn't because your ultimate goal was to do the learning, is go buy the steak and go to sleep. Right, that was that was what and how he used it. So this is what we find. The Panim Yofos also speaks about this this idea of trying to do avodas Hashem because Hashem says so. Now, why does it give us so many? Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu give him so many lovely descriptions and discussions? So even, and this is a hard combination to have, we are supposed to do what Hashem tells us because Hashem tells us, and that's it, right? And similarly, I'll just mention the Shemi Shmuel. It's a longer piece. He brings a medrash that praises Avram Avinu's Midah of Chesed that shows that he really adopted the Midah of Chesed just as HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed it. For doing what? For burying Sari Menu. The Shem Yishmuel asked, what was he supposed to do? Right? A husband's obligated to bury his wife. Not going to leave her in the backyard. You have to, and if you'll say, well, he went to all that effort to get Maraz Machpela, but he got that for himself as well. But he says, because Avram Avinu wasn't thinking of, okay, I'm doing this because this is my wife who I love so much. He said, I'm doing this because this is Ratzon Hashem. Now, what becomes tricky there is, so does that mean that Avram Avinu was an emotionless robot? He says, no, Lispod the of Livkosa. He cried over Sarah. He said a hespid over Sarah, explaining how precious she was to him. But when it comes to doing the right thing, that wasn't why he did the right thing. Okay? This is the tricky balance that we face. 
Um, sure, you made it to Israel. Just yesterday, Rabbi Israel said he didn't know if you were going to make it. Okay, Baruch Hashem, good news. Sorry, that's uh, good news for people to tune into. So, um, okay, so so here, right, Avram Avinu tapped into this kasher diber, of doing it because that's what Hashem was. Now, this is really expressed in the Rambam in Elvis Tshuva in a, in a somewhat confusing way. Okay, we're speaking about the concept of Lech Lecha, that Avram Avinu on one hand is given a mission, and he's, but he's being promised so many wonderful things that are going to come out from this journey that he's going to take. And yet it's viewed as the first of the tests of Avram Avinu, the first of the Nisiyamas. So the Rechaim HaKadosh and others say that the test was, would he do this because of the things he was promised? Or was he going to do it because it's what Hashem wants? And that was signaled again, Vayomer Hashem al Avram, that was Lashon Amira, Lashon Raka, with all of the wonderful promises. But Avram went kasher diber, as Hashem said. Now here's what the Rambam says in the 10th barrack of Hilchus Tshuva. He says, Al yomar odom hareini osem mitzvus atara v'osik b'chokhmosa k'deisha akabel abrochus haksuvus batara o k'deisha eske l'chaya olam abo. It's a very shocking kind of Rambam. He says, don't say I'm doing the mitzvahs and involving myself in learning the Chachmuk Torah so that I will receive the brachos that are written in the Torah. And the question pops in our mind, so why are they written in the Torah? Okay. It'll say, If you'll ask, many people on the street go with the microphone, say, you know, why do you keep mitzvahs? I want to go to Lama Abba. And I says, no, that's not why you should be doing it. And I stay away from the I don't do Averis because I read the Tochacha. I saw the different terrible results that could be there. Or that I shouldn't be cut off from the life of Olam It's not proper to serve Hashem in that way. You're serving out of fear. Now, fear here takes two forms. There's the fear that I'm going to miss out, FOMO, right? I'm not going to get all those wonderful brachas, and that's why I'm doing these mitzvahs. Or there's the fear that I'm going to get cut off or punished, right, as is described in the Torah. He says, that fear isn't the ultimate basis that should be. That's not the level of the Nevi'im or the Chachamim, which again is a very high level, but we're talking here in terms of the ideal. says, this is only for people who haven't learned much at the beginning until they learn more. Okay, so what is the form of serving Me'ahavu? A person who serves Hashem with Ava is involved in Torah and mitzvahs and walks in the pathways of the Torah's wisdom. Not because of anything. Not out of fear of negative things. And not in order to get the good. He does the truth because it's the truth. And in the end, that the good will come, that's included. 
It's a very puzzling statement. Let's try to look at it a second. To do the truth because it's the truth. That's what's being talked about here with Avram Avinu. The brachos that the Torah gives are there. Hashem wants you to receive those brachos. The Rambam says in a previous parrot, if you take a look at the brachos that the Torah gives us, right? and a friend of mine spoke about this recently, it really opened my eyes. We'll look at Vahayim Shemor. If you listen to these mitzvahs that I am com- commanding you to serve Hashem with all of your heart, right, and, and all of your soul, what do you get? It's going to rain the right times. You get grain, you get wine, you get olive oil. Right? And your cow in the field is going to have grass. You'll eat and be satisfied. That's the reward. Right? Again, you know, what, what, what are you going to get from this grass in the field from my cow? Right? So the Rambam explains what the Torah is telling you is, I'm going to remove the things that distract you. If you stick to it, if you try to serve Hashem, and even when it's difficult, so as a reward, you're going to be able to do more. I'm going to take away right the financial troubles that you have. I'm going to take away the um, stomach ache. I'm going to take away these things so that you can do more. That isn't the reward in itself, the olive oil and the wine. Just having the olive oil and the wine in the closet frees you to be able to go on more. But this ultimate way is supposed to be Doing it because Hashem says. Now, I heard Rabbeinus and David Shlita ask the question, so what does the Rambam mean besof hatova lavo? It almost seems to contradict. You say, I do the MS because it's MS, but I know that Hashem is going to give me all these good things in the end. Right? Who are we kidding? So he says, that's part of the MS as well. The fact that Hashem wants those who do His will to receive those blessings, that's also part of what Hashem wants. If He wants, I'm in. But that's not why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'll just give you an, a beautiful example. Someone I know he said this at a hespit. It was a fascinating person I knew. His name was Rebarth Cooperman. He um, grew up in the Soviet Union uh, under the communists. He was fortunate enough when he was young to have a connection with one of the last Hasidic Rebbe's who stayed under the communists, the Ribnitzer Rebbe. And that inspired him and his wife to keep the life of Torah and mitzvahs. And more astounding than doing that, that was already hard to do under the communist rule, he brought up his kids in Torah and mitzvahs. Now, it wasn't because they went and hid in a cave someplace. He was a public figure. He was a math teacher, and at times he was in charge of the math studies of an entire region. He was also an expert chess player. By the end of his life, he was classified as a grandmaster. And he wrote a chess column for a Russian newspaper in Russia, chess is like baseball to Americans. They really follow it. They're very into it. And yet he was able to do this. Now, one of the things he did out of the many clever things, the problem would be when your kids became school age, once they entered into the communist schools, they would be lost. So when his child was born, he went back to college and he got a degree in special education. Then as the child approached school age, he checked in the records, and he found the place that had no special education in the schools. He moved there. He bribed the doctor to write a letter that his child needs special education. And he told the local 
education authority says, as you see, my child needs special education. There is no special ed in the schools. Happens to be I'm certified as a special ed teacher, so I'll homeschool him. And he learned with him and all these things. So this is kind of applying his chess methods against the, the communists. Now, at, at his levi, at his funeral, um, his son who spoke, he's now the Basin of Leeds in England, um, he said, you know, when people hear the stories about what my parents did, they kind of think that, okay, they were still keeping it going, preparing for when they would get out of Russia and rejoin, you know, an Orthodox Jewish community in Israel or America. He says, someone who thinks that didn't know what it was like back then. He says, for most of the time, that wasn't even on the table. Nobody even thought, they never thought that they would get out. They did it alone, alone. Why? He quoted this rabbi. They did the emes mitpeshu emes. So this is what we're learning here from Avon Ramavinu's Lech Lecha in that way. It's a test and it's an important test to try to pass because if we make our Judaism dependent on benefits that we think we're going to get, we won't have the fortitude to face difficulty. Avram Avinu went from this on to the other tests and some of those were extremely difficult. But the root of it all is doing the emes mitnei ha-emes. Sometimes uh, there is marketing, I call it, of, of Judaism. It seems to imply all sorts of wonderful things are going to work out for you in this world. If only, right, we'll become Shomer Shabbos. If only you'll be from, right? You're going to have a wonderful family life. You're going to have a loving community. Your kids are going to be well-behaved. And uh, these implications are there. None of them are guaranteed. None of them are guaranteed. Oftentimes, they aren't there. And a person get very... I've met people, it's a beautiful thing. They said, you know why I became from... I went to someone's house and I was at their Shabbos table. And I saw their children singing like angels. And each child said a Dvar from the Parsha. I said, that's what I want. Well, that ain't necessarily what you're going to get. And in fact, in that same house, when they hit teenage, I don't know if it's still going to be the same. You know, so, so it can't be that it's dependent on something like that. Oh, but can we not talk about the benefits? Can we not talk about those things? We certainly can, and we're supposed to, but in the right way. Meaning, the basis has to be ka'asher deeper, to do the emes emes. But then, we're not meant to be robotic. We're meant to put our human emotions into it and our enthusiasm into it on top of that baseline of doing the Amos from Neshul Amos. Zimchazizel Brody brings this uh, explanation. Rashi says, why didn't he tell Avram Avinu where he was going? His undefined destination. Because he wanted Eretz Yisrael to be chaviv be'enrov. Right? When something is this anticipation, there's a surprise, there's something that makes it precious. Now, the Ramban, the Svarno, others mention, if you look back in Parshat Snow, it said the Terech and Avram they were already heading to Eretz Yisrael because it was known that it was a special place and they wanted to go to this special place. But here, Avram Avinu right, went for new reasons. The Svasema said he didn't fall into the trap. Sometimes, you know, when a person thought of something and then the rabbi says, so they say, ah, what he said, I, I was thinking of that. Here, Hashem says, you go. He started a new page and he went because of that. Rabbi Simcha Zissel says, that means you're supposed to have your emotions. 
That is part of how we're supposed to serve Hashem. If the, the negative side of this idea of I have to do it because I have to do it is, okay, so no, no use putting my emotions into it because whether I like it, whether I don't, whether I'm enthusiastic, whether I'm not, I still got to do it. No. What's supposed to be done, part of what's supposed to be done is that. And he, he points to a beautiful line from one of the most beautiful piyutim that we say on Yom Kippur. It's a piyut that alternates between describing the malachim, the angels, and how they sing and how they do. And that's an expression of Hashem's power. But, I prefer the praise and says what human beings do. And one of those lines is, You wanted the praise of those who were moved by their emotions. Meaning, that is part of how Hashem created us. And that we're supposed to do. We're going to open parentheses a second. I referred to it once a little bit back just to apply that to his beautiful explanation of the argument between Cain and Hevel. He says, when we look at the story, Cain came up with the idea of the karma. Cain had, and he understood the karbon, and yet, Chazal say, Rashi brings it down, it's signaled in the, in the Pasuk, that he brought from the worst of the produce. They say he brought a sort of set of flaxseed. Was he cheap? An entire planet, fields, trees, everything, and you bring a handful of flaxseed as you call it? Hevel, it says in the Pasuk, brought Hevel brought the fattest of the sheep, the choicest of the sheep. And then the Torah talks about this mysterious discussion that they had, and then Cain kills Hevel. He says that there was a very big theological discussion going on. Cain understood the idea of a korban, but he recognized a great danger in the idea of a korban, which, if you want to have a scrabble word to win with, anthropomorphism, meaning attributing to God human things, right? If you're taking a korban and you're taking something physical, so to speak, and you're giving it to God, suddenly that's a very tricky tightrope to have to walk. And Cain felt, if I start going around and trying to take something beautiful and making a lovely fruit basket for Hashem, that is physicalizing HaKadosh Baruch. I want to show that it's just the soul of the matter that means you take something physical to do the action because we're in this physical world, but don't think that God's looking at the menu and saying, oh, I wonder what Cain's going to serve today, right? Boom, flaxseed, that's it. And he sees Hevel going around pinching the sheep to see who's got the juiciest lamb chops. He says, Hebel, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm going to bring a korban too, so I want to bring the nicest one to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He says, you think HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares about barbecue? He says, I, I, I want to bring what's nice. And and Cain says to him, that is heresy. You're not because. And uh, then it happens that Hashem turns to Hebel's korban and ignores Cain's korban. Now, Cain is in a theological corner. According to his svara, his understanding, that makes no sense. There's no reason Hashem should prefer lamb chops to flexi, right? They, to say so. So that's why he came up with this strange idea that maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't see everything, right? That's why he answered Hashem. Hashem said, hey, Evel Achicha, where's your brother Evel? I don't know. <laughs> or who do you think you're talking to? Because at that point he felt Hashem misses some things. 
That's what happens. And the discussion with Evel has brought down in the Targum Yonis, and we'd mentioned before that Evel said, Is Din, is Dayan, is a judge, right? And there's a judgment, and Hashem chose my Korban. Kain said, Less Din, the less Dayan. No, there isn't, right? And if you're saying that Hashem prefers lamb chops, I killed you. Who was right? So he says, clearly, Hevel was correct, right? The idea is, We are physical. We have our sense of what's beautiful. We have our sense of what's pleasing. And we're supposed to bring all of that into our Vodas Hashem. That's part of Zekeli Vanveu. Anveu means, the fun of a mitzvah. So I'll make my mitzvahs beautiful. And Vanveu means also, Anivavu. Me and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's how I joined to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because that's part of my Ani. So here we have, we have to have the combination of the two. I do what I do because I have to do it. But I'm not meant to do it like a robot. I'm not meant just to say, doesn't make any difference, I have to do it. I do it. No, now put your heart into it. Put your individuality into it. Put everything that you can into that mitzvah that you're doing. And uh, this is the balance that we, that we have to have. Mentioned, I've mentioned it before at time, something that made me feel somewhat guilty and probably with good reason, but nonetheless, I felt better afterwards. There was a young man in the town I grew up in who was a brilliant fellow in one of the universities and he started learning Musa and he started taking on Musa exercises. So every day after Shachris, he went to every person in the shul and he would come with a big smile and say, good morning, how are you? Good morning, how are you? Good morning, how are you? He did that to every person and it drove me mad. It really bothered me. I tried to come up with clever ways to avoid him. You know, I would go and, and I was still afraid that 9 p.m. he'd ring my doorbell and there he'd be, good morning, how are you? Right? And I, and I thought, what an evil person I am. That it, this bothers me. This fellow's trying to do a nice thing. When I came there to Israel, one of my rabbim told me something that he heard from his rabbi from Rav Hutner that helped me. He said that a Talmud came to Rav Hutner and asked, when will be the Rosh Hashiva be home on Cholamoyed? He says, why do you want to know? He says, because it says, A person is supposed to visit his rabbi on the Yontav. He told me, he said, don't make me the love that you shake. Meaning, I'm not an object. Right? Don't look at this as an equation. I have this on my checklist. I have to visit rabbi. I'm the Talmud. You're the rabbi. When do I do this? The Torah is guiding you to how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel and develop a connection that means that that's part of the Simcha of Yontu, that that's what you're supposed to do. The Piyasetz and the Rebbe phrase it so beautifully. He says the Torah doesn't just want you to do good. The Torah wants you to be good. We're supposed to hear that message as well. So that's what's tricky. When a poor person comes and asks for money, you have to give them money. It's a mitzvah of tzedakah. But don't say, okay, it doesn't matter who you are, what your problem is. I got to do it. You're dealing with people. The Torah wants you to be a person and the other person to be a person. And that's how you're able to do the two. You go with the lechacham you go kashir diber. Hashem said, but Hashem's telling you, but I want you to love Eretz Yisrael. Yes, that's the place I picked for you. We didn't pick it. It's true. You got to go there. I didn't give you a choice. You couldn't choose Australia. You couldn't choose this. Eretz Yisrael, that's it but I want you to love it. I don't want you to go there robotically. This is the balance that we have, and especially now when there's so many things of chesed 
Unfortunately, sometimes sad because the Blue Shiver Rebbe also mentioned, he said, I don't want somebody to come be Menachemi, he was sitting Shiva, who's going to treat me as the Heftze to their gather, right? Who's going to make me the object of their obligation and walk in and say, okay, here you are, there's a mitzvah, Nifim Avelim, I'll sit, I'll say, Amokim Eskim, etc. I need people to understand that I'm a person and I need them to come as Kikomishna. Hopefully, it's Hashem will be able to do this with all the simchas that we have and being able to do this in good ways as we continue the journey of Avram Avinu, doing it in the way that he did. We should be zochet to fully inherit Eretz Yisrael, right? And v'eschel agoy gadol avorchem avorchecha v'kaleten kalelcha o'org. Katie Rutz. Yeah, there he is. Thank you.